0: Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode forty-eight. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today?
1: You know, got a lot of packing to do, moving up to school. Pretty tired. It's been a uh, it's been a long twenty-four hours. At the Sox game back home, packing all my stuff. But you know, always making the time for Gone Ridge.
2: Oh yeah, it's a good, it's a good day. It's a great day. We uh, got two two series wins back to back. I mean, how is it not a good day?
0: It's it's always a good day when the Red Sox win two straight series wins. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Clawson here. My room looks like a bomb went off. Uh, packing up for school tomorrow. But I think that means that next week we might be uh, recording in person for the first time ever, which would be cool. Uh, but Red Sox, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where you guys want to start. I mean, when two, two series wins, four out of six. It's a good start. I would have liked five out of six. couple of blown games there. Uh, playing the Guardians tonight. Hey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chris Sale, we'll start, let's start with Sale. Start with Sale. Chris Sale's looked really, really, really good.
1: You know, you well, know what Chris Sale's looked like? The best is? pitcher in the American League
0: East. <laughs> I a thousand percent agree with that. Um
1: I argue I'm, he looks like
0: the best pitcher in the league. You can make that argument too. He <laughs> like, In other words, he looks just like Chris Sale. Just like his old self. The confidence I have when he steps on the mound compared to any other pitcher in the rotation or any pitcher, like honestly, recently in Red Sox history is so much higher when Chris Sale is on the mound and Klaus and I were at the game last night while watching him pitch and j- he's just dominant. I mean, you can, you can even in the stands, you can just see the break on his pitches like. The slider is just nasty. And then he comes back with a, a high 97-mile-an-hour fastball. I think he pumped it up to, what, like 98 last night?
2: Like He's kind he of all looked... over the map with velocity recently.
0: His fastball
2: is like as slow as like 92 and as like fast as 97, 98. Did
0: you see his quote yesterday, like on the reasoning for the 98-mile-an-hour fastball? I did. No, not. So that was right after – williams ostadio who i want to talk more about later uh hit just a piss missile off him and then the next batter he threw 298 mile an hour fastballs too and the reporter asked him in the in the press conference they're like chris where did that come from and he said that's the fuck you fastball Hmm.
2: that's good stuff and you know what else about chris sale you see him in the dugout he's Showing a lot of emotion in that dugout. I believe uh, when Kyle Schwarber tied that game up, bottom of the ninth inning, Chris Sale was right there in that dugout getting hype for his boys, you know, getting hype with the boys. And I mentioned, you know, a couple episodes ago that Chris Sale has a lot of impact even when he's not pitching. You know, that was a really good example right there of that being just the case. Gawson?
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris Sale's kind of doing it all right now. Um, no complaints over here. Pitching his balls off. Firing the team up. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's close to breaking the impact scale.
2: So, hold on, ready? We're talking about, for a while, what kind of impact Sale will have. Or, I guess, the new additions, like the reinforcements that everybody was talking about. And Chris Sale and Kyle Schwarber being, you know, the main two guys that really been living up to the hype since they uh, started playing for us so. sure it has I mean Kyle Schwarber last
0: night got on base five times four walks he's just a walking machine I right, Billy Bean, like I think Billy Bean's gonna gonna put a ring on Schwarber he loves loves the walks so much
2: but Red Sox I believe Kyle Schwarber is hitting 400 similar to another Red Sox left fielder former Red Sox left fielder Teddy Ballgame I'm not saying you know not comparing the two, but. I feel
0: like the sample size might be a little different between the two of them, but we can roll
2: with it. (laughs) Ah, Sample size is only brought up when it suits the situation that you're arguing for. And Uh, right now, that's fair enough. It's not the case.
0: Last night, too, um, yeah, Sale had, what did he pitch? Five and a third, eight strikeouts, I believe. He had a no-hitter into the fifth inning. I was I was starting to hold my breath there. He got through four and I was like, all right, we can he, his pitch count was like low. It was like 53, I believe. Came out for the fifth, got a quick out, and then the guy, it's a little dinky, literally uh swing bunt down the third baseline. Say so I was hoping it bounced foul. Didn't bounce foul. Costin.
1: I must add, um Gardner may or may not have jinxed it once again. I didn't though. That's the thing. Is I I just didn't. Let me find it.
0: I per, The text I wrote was so specifically written out, so I wouldn't you jinx said, things.
1: I'm not saying anything, but I'm thinking it. And I'm sitting in my seat, enjoying the game, enjoying the domination of Chris Sale, without even realizing that he hadn't let up a hit yet. And I didn't notice. And this was in the fourth inning that he sends this out. So he gets out of the inning, barely. There was a ball hit to JD and left that was... <laughs> Very close to not being caught for I no thought reason. thought
0: that thing was going screaming past his glove. He put that up way too late.
1: He was a good, like, 10 feet ahead of it where he should have been. He still made the catch, but it was close. And the next inning, one out later, breaks up the no-hitter, home run, gone. Blame Gunbridge. blame Andrew Gardner. Don't blame me. The Red Sox won. I am
2: really going blame Andrew Gardner. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Seems kind of like a
0: cop-out answer. I don't know about how you well, guys are feeling then- about that.
2: If the shoe fits, wear it. Right.
1: And then after the little swinging bunt down the third baseline, I said, no hitters still alive in my mind. I didn't really think that counted. It was going foul. It certainly didn't
0: count. I was like, all right, whatever. You know, Pavetta's had like eight one-hitters this year. I was like, this is just going to be another one of them.
1: So I sent that at 836, at 837. uh, He let up that moon shot over the monster. (laughs) And uh, I said, all right, now it's gone.
0: Uh, it's, it was definitely, definitely gone. Uh, yeah, so,
1: so another.
2: So with the dub last night, you guys being there, Colin Bridge is <sighs> has a great record. What in the house? What is our record when we're in the house? 12 what is and it
0: oh. like? 12-0? Oh? You're telling me that when one of us is at a game, the Red Sox are 12-0 and oh this year? Never,
1: refuse to lose. Never, you got to have
0: that. You gotta have that backwards. You mean zero and twelve? Like, there's no way they've won every single game. They have. They have. <sighs> All I'm gonna say is, if someone from the Red Sox ticketing office is listening to this, we're waiting for our season tickets for the remainder of the year. It will would... sit anyway.
1: standing I'll, room only. I don't I'll, care.
0: I'll stand in the I'll stand in the uh, the Sam Adams deck. No problem. Just get me in the building somehow, some way. The Red Sox are winning.
2: It's like you. Sign a player for millions of dollars to uh, make sure that the team wins. And this would be a small financial commitment just to have us in the house for these games and possibly, possibly more impact.
0: Honestly, we're not – I don't think we're asking for that much. We're just some college kids. Just, you know, honestly, just let us in the back door. We'll stand – I don't even have to watch the game. Just let me be in Fenway and the Red Sox will win. Clausen, How much are they paying Garrett Richards this year? He's paying – they're paying him $10 million, which seems like a lot to throw uh, – just throw balls all over the place.
1: Anyone, anyone know how many wins he has off the top of his head?
2: I, I can look it up.
0: I got to say, I don't think it's more than 12.
2: He has – Oh, that was his career. I don't want his career. Well, his career wins is like 53, so it's safe to assume that... uh, I'm going to say he's got like five. He has six. He has six and seven. All right.
1: So he's won six games, and they're paying him $10 million. If they were to give at least one of us a $300 ticket for 81 home games a year, that comes out to roughly just about over... (laughs) $24,000. Twenty four thousand dollars. <laughs> so you can either pay Garrett Richards ten million, or pay us twenty four thousand and go win twice as many games. I would rate that's that. like expensive seats. That's like behind home plate every game.
2: Yeah, that's just not what we need. I'll take like the
1: thirty dollars tickets. I'll take the nine dollars thirty dollars tickets. That's I'll two grand. Student,
2: I'll take the
0: student nine tickets. Like yeah. they don't even give you a seat with those. Like just honestly. Uh, yeah, last night, last night, I just what did Cla- Yeah, Clauson sent a text, I think it was after the uh, Dahlbeck home run. Let's see here. <clears throat> uh, and he goes, Red Sox refuse to lose with us in the house, and that's a fact. That's a fact. They just, it's a different, it's a whole different ball game it really is honestly though have there been any close games that we've been to because the two games i've
2: been to haven't really been that close i don't know about i was at a, a close game when it was like pouring raining and dougie hit that. oh right. to the yes i remember that one that
0: was against that was my the miami game right it was the miami game yeah yeah yeah
2: and that was, uh, hurricane sandy's first game back in- that's right Good game. That's right. Little wet. Little wet.
0: Little wet. Little wet. So, again, just to sum this all up here, if you're listening, if you're able to pull some strings, if you know somebody, I feel like for the greater good of the Boston metro area, we're really not asking for that much.
2: No? you would be asking us? Well, Well, yeah. I
0: mean, basically, they ask us, guaranteed parade in Boston. That's just how it works. I think so, we would deserve to be on the duck boat. <laughs> Steve, you were like three seconds ahead of me. That's what I think. I think we're, we are we should have our own duck boat leaving the parade. Like, the fans get riled up for us, and then the players come next. And they're like, yeah, like, all right, yeah. It's like, obviously, they won because the Gone Bridge guys were there.
2: Duck boat with Gone Bridge branding on it.
1: So, wait, this raises the question now. If our undefeated streak – remains throughout the regular season and the Red Sox make it to the world series and they're in a world series clinching game at home. Do we have to go?
0: We have to be there.
1: I would
2: have to take out a couple more loans. I was going to say mortgage my entire future, but. (laughs) So for the good of the Red Sox
1: to be on that duck boat, be there. Might be worth it. The bank would understand.
0: Bank honestly might just give us free money. Free. Yeah. Right. They might.
1: We get it we off could, as a, as a charitable tax, donation right off. Yeah. yeah sure. Tax Right off.
0: We could throw uh, one of the bank's ads, like a uh, no free ads. Obviously I'm not going to say a bank name here, <laughs> but X X bank, whatever X, Y bank. Uh, you could have a spot on our duck boat. You could have a little ad on the side thinking about two to three inches in size. Nothing too big, obviously, but, uh, yeah, so we digress. I th- I think that's a fair proposal. Um, it's pretty it's 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 crazy. They just they refuse to lose. Yeah, I mean, Speaking of refusing to lose, the New York Yankees really just grind my gears. Twelve wins in a row. That's all I'll say about that. At least they're taking care against Oakland, but
2: Yeah. Fuck the Yankees. That's it. Yeah. 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 Fuck the Yankees. But um, nothing makes me more upset than having the Sox win. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Time to you know, pick up a game. Maybe get that first wild card spot back. Inch a little bit closer, first place in the division. And then the Yankees also win. And it's been a while. It's been literally oh, two weeks. Oh, just okay. about two weeks. To, uh, uh, I want to see a Yankee loss.
0: I would like to see that too, and I also would like to see the Rays lose because they consistently win like eight out of the ten. It's so annoying too. Well, there's uh, a raise for you. I saw a stat the other day. It was two or three days ago in the Red Sox. Whenever the Red Sox had 34 games remaining, uh, and the pace that the Rays were on, the stat was that if the Rays continued that pace, the Red Sox would have to finish the season 30-4 and four to finish in first. Wild card fever, baby. <laughs> yeah, My mean,
1: suggestion would just be for the Tampa Bay race to cool it.
0: Yeah, slow it down, down, you guys. You're 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 just winning too much, man. Pump, right? Pump the brakes.
1: Spread the wealth. Pump the
2: brakes a little bit. Slow, slow down. Slow. This is all without slow. one Tyler Glass now, too, at the top of their starting rotation. Just pretty bananas when you think about it.
1: I figured bananas. that would be the uh, the thing that
2: killed them. Honestly, it did there for that first week. Remember, they lost like six out
0: of seven. We were like four games up on them. Yeah, those and are good ones. Ever since that stretch, I think it was like late June, they just have been on a tear. I bet they've got like a top three record in the, uh, in the entire league. I mean, there have been a lot of hot teams. The Braves are obviously uh, in first by a, a good amount now. Uh, the Dodgers and the Giants are both just battling it out. A lot of good the Razor, races.
1: The Rays are third right now. In the league? Four games out of first place overall. I, I still don't know how the Giants are just like. It's a, I'm, I'm looking at the standings right now. The Dodgers have an 11 and a half game lead on the wild card. Oh, I know. It's absurd. The two te- Those two teams are like so much better
0: than, uh, than the next best team. And the sad thing is is that, you know, obviously whoever wins that division is going to have the best record in the National League And then whichever team gets the wild card, if they win, they got to play each other in the first round.
1: It's tough. So
0: I got, I got, I got a hot take. I got a hot take.
1: Oh yeah. How hot?
0: (sighs) I think it's kind of like a scorching take. Scorching. I think, I think we're going to have a little bit of a a discussion here. Uh Oh. All right. Uh, I'm going to need you guys to really buckle down for this one. Uh, I would almost have the Yankees rather have the Yankees win the division than the Tampa Bay Rays. No, I do not think that I, Andrew Gardner, could handle a wild card game against the
1: Yankees. Here's the thing if the Yankees win the series, then the entire fan base is just going to be entirely insufferable because all it's going to be is, oh, you remember when we, you know, you counted us out and then we came back and won the division, like, suck it. Like, I don't want to hear that. I – you uh, – no. Yeah, Clausen just
2: painted a mental picture in my brain that I did not like. <laughs> I, I physically – my body, my heart, my mind, my soul all would just probably give up on the spot if the Yankees even take the
1: division lead for
2: so right? much a day. Like,
1: all Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that from some like dumbass Yankee fan who bought their, you know, their Yankee hat from wherever and an Aaron Judge jersey from China because somebody told him he was cool and didn't want to spend the real money on it. Like, I don't want to hear it. Okay. But let me
0: paint this picture in your head. Let me paint this picture in your head. The Red Sox go to the Bronx, Chris Sale versus Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole and the Yankees win in a two-to-one game. And all you hear for the next year, Garrett Cole is better than Chris Sale. We beat you in the wild card game. Red Sox season right there. and Right there. You don't get another chance. It's done. It's over. I don't care. Personally, personally, I'd rather play Tampa Bay. I'd rather play Tampa Bay.
1: I'm just saying, like, whatever happens in the wild card, like, if the Yankees make it past the wild card, they're not making it past the Rays.
0: Or the Astros.
1: No. Like, it's they're not making it far anyways. So I would rather have that wild card game just to have that little more to like hype up. Like a Red Sox Yankees wild card game would be great, dude. I, I honestly think
0: I'd have a heart attack. I, I'm just telling you that now. If the Red Sox and the Yankees play, write a gravestone
2: with that date on it because I don't think I'm living past that day. I would need a doctor on standby with a defibrillator for when I inevitably pass away during that game at some point. I need to be revived so I can finish it out.
0: Because I just know, especially with the way that this Red Sox bullpen is going right now, that it, this is the saying right now it's not easy. It's not ever easy. Even last night, Garrett Richards came into the game, loaded the bases up. Somebody hit a shot in the left field. JD thankfully caught it up in the gap. But again, it's never easy. So, you know, even if the Red Sox in said wild card game, which we still need to get to because right now it's still too close for my liking, the Red Sox get into that wild card game. I, man, I just, it would be, it would be intense. And I know that even if they had a big lead, something, something would happen. But, well, we can, we can cross that bridge, obviously, when we get there. But I wanted to throw that out on the table that I just personally, it's more, it's more the idea that I, I just don't think that uh, I could handle a Red
2: Sox Yankees wild card game. I, I, I would love to see it.
0: Personally. I, w- I would too. I if the Red Sox win, man, I would be having the time of my life, but I got roommates who are Yankees fans. I got other friends who legitimately, every time the Yankees win, I am so in their head that they just, they text me. Like, I personally don't want to have to deal with that. And I made a bet and I talked about this probably five weeks ago. I made a bet with one of my friends who's a Yankees fan. It was beginning of July that if the Yankees made the playoffs, uh, I'd pay him 20. And if they missed, he'd pay me 20. And I've I've already accepted the fact that I'm I'm gonna be twenty dollars in debt in a couple of weeks because you know the Yankees are just they're hot. They're gonna they're gonna squeak their way in somehow. So
2: what was if, uh
0: who has a better record? No, if the Yankees because at that point the Yankees were like seven games out, and yeah. it was if the Yankees make the playoffs, I gotta pay you twenty bucks. If they
1: miss, I get twenty bucks. Sounds yeah, like you dug this hole for yourself, Gardner. Honestly... Surrounded yourself with Yankee fans. Dude, I cannot
0: help that I was born and raised in Connecticut. All right? This is... It's a cesspool of, like, Yankees and Red Sox fans. It's like a melting pot. They just, like... Mets, Yankees, Red Sox. Like,
2: they're everywhere. Last weekend, I made a similar bet with my friend who's a Yankees fan that whoever ends the season with a better record... So, if the Yankees were to continue this pace and have a better record than the Sox by the end of the season. Whenever I see uh, my friend, I will have to wear probably, it's probably going to be a Yankees hat. We said like Jersey or something, but it's probably just going to be a hat because that's the easiest. And uh, I can wear that on multiple days without being gross. And if the Red Sox win then he has to return the favor and wear Red Sox gear. Now I made this bet when we were down, in in games and in, in the division so i'm not worried and that should show how much confidence i have in this boston Red Sox team that we're going to come back and get this first wild card spot or the
0: division we could always go 30 and four yeah here's the thing though and I, I can't believe i'm gonna bring this up but like we still got two series against tampa i believe
1: uh yeah go so like honestly guardians raise guardians raise
0: really back to back like that Apparently. All right. So, I mean, if the Rays somehow lose, like if the Rays lose like two out of three this weekend and we can push it to like five games, just kind of claw back a little bit. Like, I don't know. I- I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking positively. I-, I-, I sound like a broken record every week. Like I-, I feel like we're always trying to stay as positive as we can, but yeah, uh, you know, there's a chance we still got games against the Rays, which, which is uh, big. So there's opportunity left. Uh, so we uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hanzo Robles also sucks. Yeah. I'm waiting for that one. That's out of the bag. That only took about twenty five minutes. Um,
2: yes. Yeah. What you
0: talking about the last two series? I guess now. Yeah. Right? Let's yeah let's break down let's break down some of these games a little bit more. So uh, we had three against the Rangers. I'm gonna bring up the scores here. Clason yep um, last night at the game it was super hot and honestly I couldn't even think about going to a grocery store in that heat It was like a hundred degrees I was sweating sitting in my seat I was sweating on Lansdowne Street. I didn't want to walk to a grocery store I was like what should I do
1: Well I mean you would th- I mean grocery stores are usually pretty cold. So I feel like you'd yeah, want but, to be in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, but still, like if you're living in a city
0: like Boston, I don't, I don't want to drive my car to the grocery store. Like I'm probably going to walk. You, why
1: would you drive?
0: Right, exactly. You don't want to drive. You want to walk to the grocery store. But it was hot. I don't, I didn't want to walk. So anybody did,
1: wants to go walk or drive when it's hot out, Gardner?
0: No, I, 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 can't think that that people really enjoy that now.
1: I guess you're just going to starve then.
0: You really don't have a solution for this.
1: Well, I mean for this particular you really you really dug this hole pretty deep. If you don't want to do it, you think anybody wants to do it?
0: I'm I'm speaking for the people. I, I can't I cannot think of a situation where people would want to do that.
1: So I think you're just gonna to have to starve then. There's no way. There's gotta be a service for this. Well, I mean for days like that, you're just you're out of luck, kid. But for other days where it's not so miserable and you just maybe not feeling it, you can do Instacart which is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products, forget that ingredient that you need to make your famous dish while watching the socks, or it's a nice day out, you just maybe don't wanna to go to the grocery store. Order it through Instacart, delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area, they'll help you save money, and every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece, and if you still haven't yet, the clock's ticking, folks. You're on your summer celebration with free delivery on your first order, $35 or more through Instacart. Deliveries are subject to availability and terms apply if it's hot. You know, I don't know. Maybe not. Terms terms might apply. Terms might apply. Use the link in our show notes for the offer and help support your boys at Gone Bridge. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Woo!
0: Um,
1: so Game one against the Texas Rangers.
0: Uh, that was that was sale day. Chris Sale looked absolutely dominant. We had a, a nice little six nothing win against the, the boys from Arlington. Uh, honestly, I mean, that one that one was just that was a comfortable game. That was a really comfortable game that got off to I'd an early lead. Uh, I, would, I would, I would agree. Yeah, Schwarber had a couple of hits. Um, I'm trying to remember if there are any home runs in that one. Um, yeah, and then the next game. Next game was just. Uh, I mean, we've had so many games like this this year. I feel like against bad teams where it's like ten to one, where both the pitching and the offense just don't show up. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with with Eduardo Rodriguez. We're we're facing a bottom three team in the American League. This guy's got essentially probably about seven to eight more starts to really boost his value heading into the off for. You know what could be a, a pretty grim uh, free agent period for
2: him, and he he came out and like laid an egg. I'm not gonna lie, he he laid a fat egg. All I see about Erod, and he has been pitching a lot better since the All-Star break. But all I see yeah. about Erod is that like his advanced analytics his advanced stats and all those analytics are pointing in the direction that he should be getting better results than he actually is. But I don't know how much you can take that into account when you lets up all of these runs in the game. And like I said, he has been a lot better since the all-star break. But like you said, this is a, a garbage tier team. And we're facing them at a time where we desperately need to win every single game that we can. So it's kind of discouraging to see like one of your guys, like one of the guys on the team that is supposed to be reliable lay an egg like that. What are you going to do, I guess, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just been a tough year
0: for him overall. I mean, obviously, somehow he's got a winning record, 9-7, and seven, but, you know, 5.19 ERA is whips high. It's almost 1.4. It's not as high as some other guys, but for a guy like Eddie, it's still high. Uh, I mean, he's given up about 10 hits per nine. Uh, he's still striking out a good amount of guys. Uh, his walk numbers are, are pretty good, but still, it's just like – when guys make contact against Eddie, they're, they're making good contact. I mean, he's got still, he's still got good swing and miss stuff, but I don't know. And I, we've, we've talked about this all year. And we're just like, Oh, he'll come around and, and Steve, you're right. Like he has been better, but still not to extent when like, we need him, we need you to be clutch. I, I just, I haven't seen that from him and I'm, I'm getting concerned, like to the point where I'm like, if he's not back next year, I'm not going to be, you know like completely bummed out about it
1: i mean and he's not going anywhere i think this is just the point we have to realize that he's not going to be like five years ago we all kind of expected him to be like this great you know great number two piece maybe borderline number one and i just don't think he's he, that's just not in his cards i think we just have to accept it at this point
0: yeah he's not going I mean, anywhere
1: though he's, all, he's, he's a valuable he's, he's, a
0: free, he's a free agent after this year
1: i would be surprised if he went elsewhere
2: I think he's a lot older than most people think that he is. Like this guy is not some young gun pitcher that just came up in the league. There's more time to like develop because every single year people are saying that it's his year to take the next step. But at this point, maybe that's like you said, awesome, just not in the cards.
0: Yeah, I mean he'll be 29 by the start of next season. Uh, You know, he's still got obviously. Probably six or seven more, like pretty serviceable years left in the league. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just just a tough, tough outing. I mean, Perez too in the back end of the bullpen that uh he's had a lot of those recently. And then uh, the rubber match against the Rangers that we also won eight to four. Um, yeah, that was Ivaldi had uh yeah strong strong uh, seven innings. No runs, four hits, seven strikeouts. And then we got to talk about our guy, Matt Barnes. They bring him in here with a uh, – what's it called? Oh, no, this was the extra inning game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was the one they were up three to one in the uh, – what was it? Three to one in the ninth. And then, yeah,
2: Barnes blew it. and then, Yeah, uh, that's – uh, I mean, Matt Barnes is a touchy subject kind of because I think everybody really wants to – think that he'll get back into it find his groove again but it's been a really really rough stretch for kind of a long time I
0: think he's just gotten to the point where he's like in his head I know watching him last night he hit uh I mean especially with a 10-run lead he comes in and you should think like all right this is not a safe situation there's really nothing I can do to blow this game I just got to come in I got to throw strikes and I got to challenge these hitters. And he went up in the count on Kepler and then he hit him. And then he uh, gave up another walk in the inning. I mean, he ended up getting out of it with no earned runs, but still he just looked like shaky, I feel like is the right word. And and yeah. he's just, I, I feel like something, something, I don't, I don't know if it's with his mechanics or it was just like, he got shelled a couple times and then he, he got in his head about it. That's kind of what I think it is at the yips. Honestly, possibly, but His confidence
1: uh, just isn't there.
0: He's uh, he's just been he's been struggling. But our man Travis Shaw, the walk off grand slam, the mayor, mayor of Ding Dong City. Wow. Uh, and I mean, uh, we I mean we were down to our last strike on that one too. Divers hit an absolute uh, bomb of a double to tie it up um, with two outs in the tenth. There, win it in the eleventh. Uh, I mean the offense, I love seeing the offense come through, but again, yeah, Matt Matt Barnes in a safe situation. I don't I really don't feel all that
2: comfortable with him right now, which I hate to say because I love the guy. Do you look elsewhere, maybe for some safe opportunities at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like he, you kind of have to at this point,
0: right? I feel like you gotta I mean, give it a try. Like if it's a two to one game against the Yankees, I just I'm not confident.
2: Yeah, you don't I say mean, anything you, if you're Alex Cora, you don't say anything, you don't announce anything. It's just next time there's a save opportunity, maybe go to like Whitlock or something and just see how he does. And then if it doesn't work out, you can go right back to Barnes or you can try out or you can try sourmore or something like that.
1: Well, I mean, this conversation reminds me of the one that we had back at the trade deadline when Craig Kimbrough was strongly tied to the Red Sox. And I think Craig Kimbrough sucks now. Um, yeah. He has not, not been pitching great of, been, uh, yeah, on the South side, but the conversation we had was in general: Would you feel comfortable, or would you want to replace Matt ba- possibly replace Matt Barnes with another closer? And the consensus in the group was no, I think. And well, we were thinking that we were thinking that instead of getting another closer, we get another bullpen arm. And I think now it's kind of coming back to bite us a little bit because now the bullpen sucks and we can't close games. So, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but.
2: I think I was always in the party where like we needed another bullpen arm in some fashion, and you're right now that we are f- directly facing our main problem as the bullpen. It it's more obvious kind of the mistake that they made at the trade deadline by not getting another yeah. another arm. Well,
0: I mean, we got another arm. We got Hansel Robles and Zach Davis, but uh, obviously not the not the arms that you would like to get. I mean hindsight is 2020. I will say that at the time the Red Sox bullpen was one of the best in the league it shut down I mean running down the list you had Barnes and then you had two really solid setup guys Salamora and Ottavino, and then you had guys like you know Josh Taylor Darwins and Hernandez um, Phillips Valdez was good there for a, for a pretty pretty long while and a lot of these guys oh and obviously Whitlock how can I forget Whitlock um, and yeah these guys have just struggled. And even guys who are still, like, their numbers are still low. We saw Whitlock two weeks ago in that game against the Yankees come in, walk a couple guys, and then um, I forget who came in after him. I think it might have been Robles. Uh, you know, give up some hits, and and that was that. And you lose the game. So, you know, even when the offense is there to bail you out, it's not something you can just forget about and turn your eye because uh, it's, it's a problem. It's, it's turned into a problem.
2: Definitely has. And one problem that hasn't really been evident over the past few, past few series is the offense has been there. So that's kind of at least a little bit of a silver lining in, I don't know, this conversation we're having right now.
0: Yeah. Five out of the last six games, the Red Sox have scored six or more runs in all or uh, in five out of five out of the six. So, I mean, I'll take that. I'll take that, you know, every
2: day, if we could get it, we've, what would you say, Steve? Just score four? I think Clausen likes to say that more than I do. Just score four. It's
1: usually true. Yeah, it is Just
2: score four and you'll win.
1: Would not have won many games in this last uh this last stretch since the all-star game, but <laughs> no. Well, that's the other
0: thing is our pitching. Uh we had three games in the series where they gave up nine or more runs. So Ooh. It kind of goes both ways. Thankfully, the offense is there for us, but yeah, it's been tough. And then Klaus, you want to talk a little bit about um, Tuesday's game against the Twins? You were there, right?
1: I indeed was there. I was out in right field. Um, yeah, I was out in right field, like the, the section. drilling you're looking at like the Sam Adams deck, right to the left of that. Not mm-hmm. the bleachers out there, nice seats. Um, yeah, Tuesday's game was pretty good. Houck was on the mound. He got roughed up a little bit. Like, first hit of the game was somebody just roped a double. Um, So, I don't know what his stat line at the end of the game was, but it was a pretty standard Tanner Houck start, like, you know, into the fifth inning, let up a couple runs here and there, struck out a few. I mean, nothing to write home about, but he did his job, I suppose. And then uh, Travis Shaw again, mayor of Ding Dong City, knocked one right over the fence. That was huge. Um, So, the Sox were up big at one point. I forgot what the score was, but – They were up pretty big, and then the Twins started to come racing back, and they got within a few. And then uh, I think Kike homered. Could be wrong. But they were up 11 to 8 at one point, and then, yeah, who blew the game? It was somebody that blew the game.
0: I think Barnes, he came in and he gave up a home run and then let two guys on and they pulled him. He didn't even record now.
1: Barnes, and then, yeah,
0: field? yeah, and then Robos came in, and, and uh I know shot, Robles came door. in and,
1: and saved it, but yeah,
0: his fame was quick, pretty short lived. Yeah, Perez was,
1: led up. to Yeah, Perez and Salamora got roughed up. Yep, They Salamora up
0: too. He's been struggling a little bit. Who? Salamora. Yeah, Just I haven't walked loved on him recently, guys. but
1: so is everybody else. And then yeah, we had Ottavino. Barnes came in and allowed a run. And then Robles came in and shut it down. So, overall, pretty solid game. They got the W 11-9. But uh, the bullpen was scary a little bit.
0: Yeah. The bullpen was certainly scary. A bit. Certainly scary. And then the next night, uh, you know, go down 4 nothing to the Twins. Uh, Who's on the map? Pavetta. Yeah, Pavetta's been a little shaky, too. The other guys on rotation, for the most part, have been good. Uh, and most nights, the rotation has been good. But Pavetta, like, three out of the last four, hasn't been great. Uh, offense claws back Schwarber with his, uh, his first home run as a Red Sox in the ninth inning to tie the game. And then it was like the momentum swinged or swung. And what, what do we have like first and second with no outs or one out and they couldn't push one home in the ninth. I believe.
2: Yeah, I think so. That was a tough game. Yeah. It, it would have been a really nice story. Kyle Schwarber first bomb in a Red Sox uniform. I kind of felt like that could have been a turning point
0: where it, it would have been like the moment where it's like, oh, you look back at that game, the Red Sox win their third in a row. Obviously, it's not against like the Rays or the Yankees, but a win is a win. Uh, and they claw back the night before with uh, some big hits and extras. And, you know, the new acquisition ties the game in the ninth, push on the winning run. Like, if the Red Sox ended up, you know, winning the world series or something like that like, that's, that's a type of game where you point point to, and you're like, all right, that was kind of the turning point second half of the year. Uh, and the momentum seed seemed to be shifting that way. And then Robles came in, gave up uh, a bomb to Donaldson. And then he almost got out of it with only two, which would have been fine. And then obviously a very notable player, Jake cave just teed off on him into the bullpen, made it a, a five run frame for the twins and, that was that. Yeah, that home run really killed it because Kike homered. Yeah, well, they would have tied the game in the they bottom of the, the tenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a tough one, and then yeah, last night. Last night was fun. Last, last night, night was, was a lot, lot blast. of fun. We uh, yeah, yeah. it uh, was fun to be at. Fun to just see the Red Sox just trample. Fun to watch Sale pitch. Overall, good night. And uh, four out of four out of six, I'll take. Obviously uh gotta win the series against Cleveland no matter what. I'll take nothing nothing less than that. I won't be happy with uh and I had said that like realistically we had to go seven and nine in this stretch. So if we could somehow sweep them, that'd be great. Go seven to nine and wrap this up and start playing uh playing a series against the Rays. Gotta go in hot against the Rays.
1: Gotta definitely, go in hot. Definitely gotta go in hot against the Rays. Very I hot. I do believe if my math adds up. Five man, five man rotation, three mm-hmm. game series against the Guardians. Then that leaves Chris Sale pitching in Game Two against the Rays. He gonna will be. Big.
0: That's going to be huge. You're going to need gonna that momentum
1: huge. in Game Two going into Game Three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think he's because he's pitched against the Orioles, the Rangers, and the Twins. So that's three last place teams right there. Time, time to you know he's he's gotten his warm up in. It's time time to show what what Chris Sill is known for, performing in big time spots. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the series. Uh, and last night too, Chris Sale with the immaculate inning, which I know we've talked about this. Definitely not as cool as a no hitter. It's
2: a lot rarer There's than a no hitter. Don't care about <laughs> immaculate innings. I literally could not care less that. I just, like, who cares?
0: Like, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I personally didn't get – I didn't even know it happened until I checked Twitter. Even though I was at the game, I just kind of was like, yeah, struck out the side. Like, that was a quick inning. But I didn't notice that he hadn't even thrown a ball that inning. And then I checked Twitter, and they were like, first one by a Red Sox pitcher at Fenway since 2 And I was like, what? That cannot be right.
1: I mean it's it's a cool it's a cool little stat. I mean I feel like it's it's cool to say you saw one. I no.
0: I really don't care though.
1: You don't I, think so? I would have I would have felt no different leaving Fenway last night. Like I I was not walking out of Fenway being like, oh boy, I just saw an immaculate inning, guys.
0: Oh boy. No. I oh wasn't boy. either.
1: Like I didn't care. But like, I feel was... like
0: that is cool
1: to say that you've seen one, but I but I don't really no. care that much. It's like it's like saying that It was cool to – like, I'm never going to tell my kids that I saw an immaculate inning.
0: No, I think I will. I disagree with you there. I think –
1: my dad's seen a no-hitter, and, like, he's told me that. All right, but that's a no-hitter. This was one inning where a guy threw nine pitches.
0: I still think it's cool. Again, if it didn't happen, Klaus, you make a point? I really wouldn't have felt differently. But I think it's still
2: a cool thing to say that you saw. Well, I think it's like there's tears to these – pitching performances whatever like little things and obviously like perfect game no hitter one and two i'd obviously i'd probably go number three like a maddox like complete game shutout under 90 pitches that's awesome
0: don't forget the 20 strikeout game too 20 strikeout I would, I, I'd, I'd put that in between
2: maddox.
0: would you would you would you rather see a perfect game or a 20 strikeout game perfect game perfect game I don't know. There've only been what, like five, 20 strikeout games.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're more rare. Like if I'm at a Chris sale start and I see Chris sale, just mow down 20 batters in a game. Like that's pretty awesome. That would so, be a,
1: maybe it depends on who's on the mound.
2: Yeah. But it's also like, if you're, if you have a perfect game, I feel like also you're going to have a lot of strikeouts. Anyway, right? Yeah, probably. So it would be like yeah. perfect game, and then it's most likely probably going to be at least double-digit strikeouts, right? You're pitching the entire game and uh, did not surrender a runner. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think I think I would rather see a perfect game, but either either one of them would be.
1: Who's the last one to throw a perfect game? Uh,
0: Felix Travis Hernandez. Beat you to it.
1: <laughs> Who is – someone almost I'm had twice. on a couple – that was a ago. long time ago.
0: Oh, uh, Tristan McKenzie on the Indians.
2: He got into what the eighth inning. Had a no hitter this year with a hit batter in the first inning. That's right. Yeah. I um, mean, business?
0: Chris Sale two years ago had 17 strikeouts through seven innings, and then they pulled him. Oh his yeah, that pitch, was nonsense. That his was... pitch count was like 120, and I was like, let his arm fall off, let him go Wait, for
2: do it. More strikeouts, give him another. I thing. know.
0: He's got six batters to get three. Like, the chance a chance of that.
2: Inning. You throw an immaculate inning. It's only nine more pitches. Yeah, exactly. Strike out the side. What? Bing bang boom. Immaculate inning or an inning where they only throw three pitches.
0: Immaculate inning. Probably. So so much more has to go right for that because I mean, like I I don't know, but I think the three pitch inning is not really
1: as skill based.
2: Yeah, I agree. You have to like get
1: lucky. Walk in skill. What up, Klaassen? More luck than skill to go on a three pitch inning. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. I feel like it's a little both. A lot
2: more luck than a macular inning. Right.
1: Um
0: so yeah, that was that was that. I'm trying to think if I got any like stories from last night. Uh it was just hot as balls. That's all I gotta that's all I gotta say. It was so hot.
1: Uh, I found the only, The only thing I consumed the entire game was I found um, well, I was gonna go get food, and then by the time I went, couldn't everything was sold out. So oh, food. Well, I mean, I went for like one thing, and I was like, oh, "I'll just get it on the way back." And then by the time I went back, it's like, "Ah." Eh. What'd you try? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Just like a K- hot dog. They were K- sold K- out. A KM? Oh
0: shoot! I should not have <laughs> sell out of hot dogs. What?
1: I I don't know how it happened either. She's what? like, "We're out." I was like,
2: "How do you sell out what? of hot dogs?" I don't know Fenway goddamn park. You saw it a hot
0: dog.
1: Right?
2: What was
0: the then- story, Clausen, when you were at the game in May with the hot dog? What was that? Wasn't wasn't there some lady who was like serving them? Something was happening with them. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. No I'll idea. I'll have to listen. I think that was at the the major miles or not. Uh, Fenway in full form. It was some somewhere in that episode. Oh
1: yeah, the guy that was serving them. They come in the little sleeves, <laughs> and he would just like like try to get the bun and the hot dog in and the bun would just like not go in and the hot dog would just slide in. He was just giving them to people.
0: That's right. All right. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. <laughs>
1: I remember that. But then I didn't eat, I didn't drink anything either because I was like, I wanted the lemonade and then I couldn't find them. And then as soon as I wanted them.
0: All right. That's false. That's false. You were sitting next to me and you go, Oh, I just
1: don't want to buy one from a vendor. Well, yeah. Cause I didn't have 25 cents to give them. I'd, right, I would rather funny. just get it all in once. All the vendors were gone after I said that too, so they must have heard me. But the only That's thing serious. I found was there was an unopened bag of peanuts on the ground. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. All right. If they were opened, I'd
2: have serious questions, but yeah, if they were open,
1: I wouldn't have touched them, but they were unopened. I was like, hey, I was you my three friends. Peanuts. Check the whole, bag. Like, hey, check the whole just-
2: bag, make sure there wasn't like any like tears or anything in there. That was fine. Slip something in there.
1: I feel like people don't go to Fenway Park to do that. like The odds of somebody picking that up too is just astronomically low. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of... It's a, like, I guess high risk, high reward, but the odds that somebody's going to actually go for it is like less than a percent.
2: How high of a a reward is a free bag of peanuts? (laughs) I mean, if you're hungry,
0: I guess it's a big reward. Awesome freeze. Hmm? oh never mind um i saw a guy yesterday a couple rows ahead of me this guy had a uh a backwards dodger hat on and then was just like repping like a red Sox jersey like straight open just chest out and i was like come on what are we, what are we doing here what are we doing here it's a power move i didn't i didn't like it i didn't like it i feel like i had one other thing to say on last night but i'm uh quickly forgetting it oh i uh, uh so i went to this vendor because I, I had a water bottle and i was trying to fill it up i didn't want to spend like five bucks on a water and i was like yo can i find are there any like water fountains at fenway and this man damn near laughed in my face he was like water fountains what do you th- what do you think this is water fountains he's like even if there were you would not want to drink that and i was like all right fine so I go down go down one level. There's a water fountain right at the bottom of the stairs. Like, what are you talking about, buddy? Fill that thing up. Tasted great. I probably have some disease now, but go go socks. Dude, you're fine. And I stayed hydrated. Gotta stay hydrated. Hydrate or die? If you're thirsty, it's too late. It's true. It's your body, your body's already behind. Yep. Um, all right. Should we uh should we uh Costin, you
1: got notes for us? Should we, uh, um, I got one. What? what? Kostin, notes? I have one. All right. Um, you guys were talking to um, our good friend, Chris, last week. Chris. Yeah. Chris yeah. That. And you guys mentioned Fever Pitch. Don't know how that's gone so under-talked about through, what, 48 episodes. Great movie. It's got uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy (laughs) Fallon. Same guy. Um, I get him mixed up too. And uh, Drew Barrymore. Great movie. Love it. Um, (laughs) Drew Barrymore's got a pretty sick jacket in the movie too. So
0: I honestly don't don't remember it that well. That that it's a great
1: movie. I mean, it's just like, is uh, it cheesy? Yeah, I mean, it's wicked cheesy. Like he's just obsessed with baseball. Yeah, and she's like, oh, this game sucks, and then. She convi- he convinces her that baseball doesn't suck, and now they're both huge Red Sox fans.
0: I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I kind of am going to spoil
1: the ending. Doesn't he, like, propose <laughs> her in the middle of center field? Whoa,
0: during? A- whoa,
2: whoa, whoa.
1: I mean, it takes place during 2004, so right. if you haven't caught up on your Red Sox history, then it ends with quite the bang Major um, in baseball. spoiler alert, guys. I just gave him a two-second it. warning.
0: Also, they they've had... Steve, I don't want to hear it. They've had seventeen years to watch the movie. If you're not, if you're not caught up I now, I
2: don't watch think it tonight after Claussen brought it up again, that is such crap, dude. You don't know what I was gonna get up to later.
0: Uh, dude, you're you right. One on the
2: list, baby. All right. Well, you can enjoy the rest of the movie. Uh, you ruined it. It's too late. What's even the That's point? Tough. That's
0: tough. It's tough.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh we we got we got some questions. We have questions from somebody other than Matt?
0: No. No, no. They're from Matt. Uh, Matt has two questions for this week. What's the worst weather you've ever played baseball or another sport in? Probably Um, a thunderstorm.
1: I got one. I was (laughs) – I was the worst weather I've ever played baseball in. It was like 30 degrees out and I was in little league and they still made us play. It was miserable. Um, the worst weather I've ever played in was this was probably four years ago at this point. Yeah. Like four years ago at this point. Um, it was Patriots day. So like marathon Monday for those that don't understand the calendars like I do. Um, and my friend convinced me to go play golf. And mind you, it, you know, sounds, sounds nice and simple. But the course was closed because there was a hurricane going on. Um, and uh, I have never been so soaking wet in my entire life. All the cups were filled with water. Whole course was just flooded. We went out anyways, played terrible. And that was the worst weather I've ever played in.
2: Sounds like a great time. Was not. I played like one season of fall ball. And there was like a Saturday morning game where it was just really wet and really cold. And every time you would hit the ball, I you thought your hands were going to just crack. Cause I was, I was, I never wore batting gloves cause I was just like that, you know, just, just You're like those that. Kids. Yeah. you know, That's why I respect like Will Myers. Cause he's cool for not wearing batting gloves, especially like in the bigs. It's dope. So it just hurt my hands. So thanks for the question, Matt. Hope you enjoyed that.
0: I don't don't really have too many stories because most of my sports growing up were, well, I played hockey, so indoors. But walking into some of those games, I remember it being very, very cold. Very cold. Uh, His Second question. (laughs) I'd love to know how he thinks of these. Uh, What's the most awkward first impression you've ever made?
2: I feel like I don't have a specific story to this. But anytime you meet like another dude and you like go like you don't know if he's like going to go in to like dab you up or to like oh. shoot your hand or like something else. So if, it just, if you fumble the bag and don't connect immediately on like the dab or like whatever he, he thinks you're doing, it's always just extraordinarily awkward. So any time that's ever happened to me, which has been probably a lot.
0: That's a, I think I'm just going to piggyback off of that. That's a great point. I can't really think of one, probably one where it's just like, uh, I don't know. You're just like, Hey, like I'm, I'm Andrew. And they're just like, Oh, like it's, just, I don't know. It's all awkward, I guess. It's just awkward to meet people sometimes, but yeah, meeting a guy, you got to really eye down the hand, see what see what they're going for there. Cause I
2: actually, I actually just thought about a specific story too. That was really awkward Uh Freshman year, I was in my dorm room, and I, like, just went to the bathroom and, like, washed my hands. There were no paper towels. But I walked out of the bathroom, my hands were just, like, really wet, and then my friend walked by with some kid I didn't know, so I started talking to them, and I introduced myself, obviously, like, me and this kid, like, you know, we're meeting each other for the first time. He, like, went to go, like, shake my hand or something, and I was like, oh, my hands are wet, and he was like, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like really awkward and like he really wanted to like shake my hand or something so he like didn't move them and i was like uh my hands are wet right now and i like was like okay i guess you've been warned so then like we just had like a wet like awkward like half dab pretty pretty weird and i just luckily was very close to my room so i was like okay i hope i never see you again goodbye
1: sounds like you really wanted it steve
2: what he did yeah
1: yeah he did Steve, have you seen the video of the guy in the airplane who's like, I want to shake your hand.
0: I want to shake his hand.
2: Is that what he was like? Yeah. He was just like like holding him back. He, the way he responded, I go, my hands are wet. (laughs) Sorry, but like nice, nice to meet you. And he (laughs) he like made a face where he was like a very quizzical face, but he was like.
1: And then he just held his hand out there. So I was like, okay. Maybe that was exactly what he wanted to hear. Maybe he looked at you and he's like, man, I really hope this kid's hands are wet.
2: Like, I don't know what other possibilities there are for, like, having, like, wet hands, but, like, I didn't, A, like, pee on my hands while I was just in the bathroom. And, B, I'm not, like, super, super ridiculously sweaty right now.
1: Maybe he was hoping you had
2: peed on your hands. Kinky. Too kinky for me, Clausen. Time for the Alex Cora
0: Impact Player of the
2: Week.
0: Solid segue.
2: Thanks. Austin,
1: I, 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 felt, I felt
0: like we needed to just move on from that.
2: Watson didn't tell his story. When was the most
0: oh, – Oh, right.
1: I'm I'm a piggyback off of you, Steve. Ah, was it
0: the time you – wait, so you peed on your hands one time?
1: Yeah, and then shook somebody's hand because they really <laughs> wanted to.
0: Thanks. Nice. I want to shake your hand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, my my Alex Court Empire of the Week Tuesday – Some some guy proposed to his wife in the middle of the game, so I'll give him a a solid one for having the balls to propose to somebody in baseball
2: game. When people do that, (laughs) when you guys just commandeer an entire fucking professional sports game, so everybody will look at you for like, announce your love. Yeah, is it? it,
0: It's really expensive to do that too. I saw it's like five hundred dollars at Fenway. Yeah,
2: come on, guys, what are we doing here? And if you're gonna do that just wait for them to start putting people in the jumbotron and then just propose. And if you don't think the camera's going to, you don't have that much time though. Yeah. You don't what? think the camera's going to pan to you while you're proposing. I'd be bananas. If a, cameraman <laughs> sees a proposal going on and doesn't pan to the camera, as much as I hate when people do this, if you don't pan to them as the camera guy, what are you doing? You're, you're the camera guy. You're catching the action right now. If you're just not, not going to give them, there's 60 seconds of fame. I don't know what you're doing. But I, like I said, fuck whoever does that. That fucking sucks. And they hate you. So you're so not aggressive. Yeah,
0: really, really mad about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can't just take over an entire sports game.
0: Well, you that, I, I hate to tell you that, but you're going to be really disappointed at the end of Fever Pitch because Jimmy Fallon literally goes on the fucking field to propose – Literally interrupts the entire game. I think security like stops and watches too. They're like, All right, before we just wipe them to the ground here, we're gonna let you propose in the middle. Like, I think Johnny Damon's out there, if I remember correctly. What a weird movie. I
1: think, so he, I think he tries I, to I propose. Don't... If I remember right, he tries to propose to Johnny Damon, and then his, his girlfriend is like, Ah, uh, he's just looking at the hair.
0: He must have gotten no, mixed I up think with all the long he was hair. trying
1: to propose to Johnny Damon, but the Drew Barrymore got mixed signals and thought he was proposing to her.
0: If you haven't seen this movie, it, well, like, I'm not, I'm not a huge Fever Pitch guy. I don't think it was great, but, uh, like, if you haven't seen Fever Pitch and you hear that, I feel like that just doesn't sound like an appealing movie to watch.
2: Yeah, you're right. It doesn't probably just scratch that right off my
0: list. So I just saved you like an hour and a half, Steve.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm like expecting that. the thank you note in the mail. Yeah, Miles uh, that player of the week. Is Chris Sale, because he is two and zero, and this week he's three zero total, and he's good. And seeing really a pitcher good. pitch well, huh? That's the stuff. Point seven seven seven. So I'm feeling lucky. Three triple seven.
0: Ding ding ding. Yeah, Chris Sale
2: brought the good stuff because he he's the jackpot right there. That's Yes,
0: as much as I would love to say Bobby Dahlbeck after last night's two home runs, seven RBI game. Ooh, Bob. I got to go with Kyle Schwarber. I mean, this man is leading the entire majors in on-base percentage since he's joined the Red Sox. One for one last night with four walks. The game-tying home run uh, in game two of the series. He seems to literally get on base every time. Like, it's his job, and it's actually everybody's job. Who's a hitter to get on base? But Kyle Schwarber just seems to take it more seriously than everybody else. So, with that being said, I'm giving Kyle Schwarber a point eight eight on the Alex Cora impact scale. What a game for Bob last night, too. Two bombs, the seven RBIs. Absolutely love to see it. He's uh he's fighting for playing time and man, he uh he's just streaky. Like he has one really good game a week and then.
2: You guys know what Big Bob is hitting over the past thirty games. Three ten. No, he's in two
0: ninety.
2: He's in 290. over thirty games. You fucking that's good. That's really good. Thirty games is a big sample size. Big Bob, big plays.
0: Love to see it between Kyle Schwarber and Bobby Dahlbeck, I'd rather have them than
2: Anthony Rizzo. Also, looking at the stats right now, shocking, borderline shocking, that Hunter Renfro has the second most home runs on the team, and more than JD Martinez. JD looks lost right now. Yeah. he looks lost right now. I would, uh, I'd have to agree with that. After you.
0: Um, also, while we were recording this, we found out that Kike Hernandez has just tested positive for the, the COVID-19, unfortunately. So he's going to be out for an extended period of time, which stinks. It's a big blow because uh, he's been, since he got back from uh, that injury, he's been one of the best players on the team. There hasn't been any more discussion of like, all right, who's this team's leadoff hitter? It's Ben Kike Hernandez. Uh, and with that, Christian Arroyo is also a close contact. Man who just can't catch a break ever. So they're going to be gone at least. I think Kike is gone for at least 10 days. Maybe Arroyo a little bit less. But uh, Yairo Munez is coming up, and so is Arauz. Munez has been – did Munez's uh, hit streak finally stop in Worcester? I have no idea. Lost track of it. Yeah, it was up to, like, 30. It was the Red Sox, like – record uh, for whatever. Yeah, Red Sox um, organizational record. Yeah. Let's see. It's good stuff. So uh, it runs hits. It says 35 games August 14th. I see nothing else after that. Must have broken. Uh. So, yeah, and still we're an hour. It's 6.10 right now. One hour before the Red Sox game starts, or is it two?
2: I think it's an hour. No,
0: one hour before the game starts, exactly. And we still don't have a lineup yet. I think Munoz is you think, leading off.
1: You think is they're going to
0: put a lineup out? I think they might just roll the, the ghost squad tonight. I think he's leading off. Is he? I think Cora said they'd play if they get there in time because they're like just got him on a flight to Cleveland. As soon as they could. I a tweet
2: that said he was see, that's the you know, Steve, you stuff. can't
0: trust everything you see on Twitter.
2: You're right. You can't. You probably can't totally trust me because that's where I get my my news source. Twitter. Yeah. P. Abraham,
0: three minutes ago. Game starts in an hour and no lineup for the Red Sox as of yet.
2: Well, I guess we'll see We shall see. We also –
0: I realized that we didn't talk about this last week, uh, that Marwin Gonzalez is, like, completely gone from the team. Uh, He signed with the Astros today on a minor league deal. Not really going to miss Marwin, but I'm going to miss the pursuit of 130 games played. Suck it. (laughs) I guess I deserve that one. Eat it. (laughs) I found a – I found a – Clip from that live stream we d- we did with Jared, like right before the season started, and I asked him. I said, "Jared, do you think Marvin's gonna play 130 games?" And he was like, "Fuck no." <laughs> I was like, "You watch. He's going to. He didn't even make it to August Like barely into August." Can we
1: fu- I, that that live stream is way too long. That would be so funny if we could find that though. I gotta find that somewhere. It's like freezing cold take. Sorry.
0: It was a freezing cold take. It was it was cold. It was very cold. Very uh
1: It'd be great very, very to very throw cold. up on the story. I'll see if I can find
0: that somewhere. Uh today I'll I'll look through that. Uh all right. Should we anybody got anybody got uh, a make baseball fun again? we we'll, uh segment before we close out the
1: ninth. Um Red Sox and Orioles are in the Little League World Series classic whatever they call that next year. So that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. Nice. My 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 make baseball fun again is that we're facing a pitcher with a 9 ERA tonight. So, let's win. And also, my big thing, Williams asked the D.O. last night. So, I went to the game with some of my family. Uh, you know, they're big Red Sox fans, but they don't they're not always like, you know, caught up on other MLB stuff, especially the Minnesota Twins of all teams. So, my cousin and I were down on the field watching BP for the twins. And he saw Astadio and he's like, that guy is a tank. And I was like, I know I, I," and he said, he's like, I hope he hits like a moonshot tonight, which he ended up doing, which is cool. So it was the bottom of the eighth. And I said to my dad, I was like, I hope they put Astadio into pitch. And I fired off a tweet and not 10 minutes later, he was in the game to pitch. And it was hilarious to watch. Uh, He was throwing like 50, I think he threw a 38-mile-an-hour pitch, and then he would fire in, like, a 75-mile-an-hour fastball, and the Red Sox didn't score. So that was really fun to watch.
2: I, uh, I got something, actually. That Sano home run, right? That's who hit it? Yep. Absolute <laughs> shot. I love that it was at Fenway, and I love that whoever was in charge of that was like a third seat. I would too. Yeah, that was like four ninety five. It was a little bit short. <laughs> like four ninety five, something like that. <laughs> the red and Sea also, is huge. If, if you took that ball flight and like put it into the right field bleachers, that is not making it up there. It's not it's making it. Not. up to the red sea.
0: It's so the thing is, is it's far, but it's also so high up. Like the I seat's know. probably fifty feet in the air. There's no way the ball five hundred feet away was still that high in the air. You can't, You just can't tell me. I, I I had this discussion with my family yesterday too, and I was making my point. I was like, "The red seats fake. Like I don't believe in it." And my grandpa, who's been a Red Sox fan for forever, was like, "What? Like no, it's it's real." And I was like, it, it, "There's no way it's real. Like David uh, Ortiz I, went out there with a the metal the, bat and didn't."
1: I was hit. watching the I was watching the post game, and they were like, "Oh, breaking news! That home run was 495 <laughs> feet." I'm like, "Oh, you're damn right it was. I'm sure." <laughs> Sure, it's it was. Somebody, <laughs> the production truck the is gun. scrambling.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a gun to the guy's head. Say it was four ninety six.
1: <laughs> They're scrambling to come up with some number that's long, but not long enough to break yeah. the five hundred two. Like what could what could be kind of convincing, but definitely is not
0: five hundred two or. And they right? also can't. They can't make it like five hundred one because it's then it's definitely too close. It's got. It's like got to be between like, like five to ten feet. Yeah, that's
1: the sweet spot. Yeah.
2: There's the longest home run in the majors this year. Do they live there right in the, right in that sweet spot? They love maybe when
1: maybe when somebody finally breaks 502 or somebody in the production truck finally has the balls to say that it was over 502 Ted Williams is going to like reemerge
2: <laughs> oh, dude. literally gonna like re-emerge. somebody's head's going to explode like, I've, like I everybody, think... everybody in the stadium like is going to be told to look at the big board and it's just going to be. Like three, two, one, and then the thing from Men in Black, and everybody's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I think what happens is Ted Williams is gonna like come out of his grave and
0: curse the Red Sox on another eighty-six year World Series drought. It's like no one breaks my record.
1: Or he'll just, you know, like the uh, the Kool Aid Man thing in, in Family Guy, where like breaks through the door. That's yeah. gonna be Ted Williams like bursting onto the field, Ooh, no. still half frozen.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got, his head is frozen, so. I just I just don't believe the red seat if the, the Red Sox I mean uh oh, Manny hit that shot on the mass pike and they're oh, like that's the 501
2: ridiculous one of all that.
0: 501 yeah. 501 501 you're not 12 inches come, come I think on. they just don't want to bring people out to the mass pike for the Fenway tour that's right. my that's yeah. so they're like in the, the third line of traffic they're like they got a crossing guard. they're like so this is the this is where Manny hit the ball
2: you could like what... put like a ball on a pole or something at the back of the monster, like wherever it went over, like yeah. how high it was. I and mean, then like, that's the ball flight.
0: It'd be cool if they put like something on the mass pike, like a big like star or like a big baseball. And I was like, that's the spot. And might hit. cause traffic problems.
1: But it might people getting Actually, out of
0: their car to take a picture.
1: That reminds me somebody that moonshot that um, whatever his face is on the twins hit. Get, yes, no. Yes. Hit some kid walking down Lansdowne. Oh, he did? did he? Yeah, I think so. I saw It went him.
0: over Lansdowne.
1: It hit some. I don't know if he it was, was like, on Lansdowne or what, but it hit it, some kid. It was, it was
0: like over the parking garage.
1: I don't know and, where the kid like, was, the but Blues. It, hit him.
0: it was a shot.
1: Yeah, nailed some kid right in the head.
0: Some kid got nailed by a foul ball in front of me last night. I felt bad about that, but. He should have caught it. My thinking as well. (laughs) Closing out the ninth. What was that, Clausen?
1: Uh, yeah, that was my closing out the ninth thought. Um, Keep your head on a swivel when Miguel Sano is at Fenway. All right, fair enough. Steve, Uh, my closing at the ninth is.
2: I went golfing the other day. Played eighteen, shot like shit, made one par. That was cool. Nice. Um, Playing baseball in the past. Has resulted in me having an absolute power slice. So, if you know how to fix my slice, DM us. Thanks. My closing on the ninth thought. I got,
1: I got you, Steve. I fixed my slice. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Dawson. You got your work cut out for you, though, because that thing will travel 40 feet and then make a hard right 90 degree turn. You're probably overcompensating. You're probably trying to shoot it left, aren't you? Dude, trying I'm, to aim left. I'm just trying to hit the ball as hard as I can. <laughs> well, yeah, that's your problem. Oh, yeah, definitely is. But when I connect, whoo, shit goes. Gone for buff um, outing? Let's oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, I'm very down for that.
0: Um, like Closing out the ninth thought, I got two. First off, the kid in the Little League World Series, Gavin Weir, who's struck out like 95% of the batters he's faced and legitimately looks like junior Chris Sale. Uh, he's just insane he's allowed like one hit in his last like 88 innings pitched or something yeah and he's got like like two point something strikeouts per inning like it's like 2.6 like no if one I, makes contact
2: if i tried to throw with that arm angle at 12 years old all of my coaches would be like don't do that like wow wow, wow, wow. my arm would probably be, have fallen off by by then probably
0: um and my other closing out the ninth thought, I was at work the other day, and I, I looked down on my phone, and I get a notification. Jose Canseco followed you on Twitter. And I was like, what the heck? Just out of the blue, I don't even follow the guy. He just followed my personal account out of the blue. So, maybe we'll get Jose Canseco on Gone Bridge.
2: Did he answer you? No. no. I sent him a DM. Did he unfollow did he, you?
0: No, he still follows me. He didn't even look at the message. I I don't know what the deal is. He's got like one of those booking things in his bio. So I'm like, ah, I have to go through his like agent or something. So that is that. But smoother sailing. That is the path that the Red Sox are on.
2: How about uh, title this episode? Smoother sailing. Smoother sailing.
0: S-A-E-S-A-L-E-I-N-G. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Smoother sailing. The waves are starting to subside a little bit. And we can see the sunrise coming up. Not to get poetic, but if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gone Bridge Podcast. Yeah. And Twitter <laughs> yeah. at Gone Bridge. Don't forget to download our episodes on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the episodes. And we will be back sometime next week, hopefully with an in-person recording, for episode 49. See ya!